0: All right, Fern, yesterday afternoon, of course, we're recording this on Tuesday, it'll be up later in the week, but on Monday, or maybe it was actually Sunday night, I'm I put I'm pretty up a post.
1: impressed that you even know what day it is, to be very frank with you.
0: I mean, the, all all days are the same, for me what, at least.
1: What, when was the last time you went out of your house?
0: No, I, I go for a walk every day. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>,
1: <laughs> while, while you are actually old by age now are you like now you are a legitimate old jewish man just walking yeah. around the neighborhood
0: <laughs> yeah no it's funny like at some point my father and my stepmother their activity they bike a little and my father plays golf but they walk like 12 miles a day like an obscene amount damn that's and they're like yeah they just go out and, i mean they have nothing to do right i mean they've done this for a long time but especially now and sometime over the quarantine i remember telling Raza, I was like. I'm my dad. I am officially my father. <laughs> cause I do like, I probably do five to 10 miles every day. Walking. Yeah.
1: I mean, What does that take? A couple hours?
0: Yeah. I I, I mean, I typically, I use the whoop actually. Cause it, cause it tracks my distance. It's got to take um, you,
1: it's got to take you at least. Yeah. At least three
0: hours yeah, on some days. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd go about three miles an hour. I mean, I'm not like, doing it for exercise. I typically, I have a morning Oh, I know, but it. I mean,
1: just like, I mean, like if you were crushing a run and you were, you know, trying to hold eight minute miles for four.
0: Yeah. Know. Oh no, this is, it's, I've, I've done a little less lately because the gym here reopened and I can leave the house and do some weight training again. But that we been?
1: Um, Oh no. In your, in your apartment comp- or your, whatever, your complex, whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of silly. I mean, it's a small space. It's like the size of my, yeah, it's probably this living room here, if you can see. Yeah. And they have a limit of like 22 people. I'm like, if there's 22 people in this room, we are- 22? Freezing. I was like, that's- That's bigger never than they mo- allowed
1: in most gyms in Virginia.
0: Well, there's never more than like two or three. Except mine. But, it, 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 <laughs> but it's funny because I'm like, this is silly. We've been closed for three months and now you're reopening it. But anyway, so I've been walking a little less, but one of our one of our dogs, Lola, if she doesn't get a few walks a day. And she probably does double what I do because Roz takes her a couple times a day also. We just She's a fat take her bulldog, to- right? No, no, that's that's someone that doesn't really do much of anything. Oh. But Lola is a labradoodle and she just she can go for days. So yeah, yeah. It, it's fun. I can take her off leash and she just walks. So but it's typically like every morning I have a thunder bro call or you know, just I try to it's when I listen to my books. So I try to be productive. But anyway, yes, I'm an old Jewish man. Where I was where I was going with this was, it was actually Sunday now that I think, I don't know if you saw, but I put up a post where I basically said, hey, if you're wearing a weight vest during your workout, it's because you don't want to go hard.
1: Yeah. So Everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> and, and, and for the most part, we got- Except the I guy got,
1: wearing the weight vest.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I feel bad. One of my old clients from my old box, CrossFit Soul Shine, great dude. His name's is Jameson. He was the catalyst to it. He put up a picture and it was a standard Metcon. It was like burpees and um, like thrusters or something. And he was wearing a weight vest. And I, I sent him a message. I was like, and I wasn't trying to call him out. It was a private message. I was like, dude, how about take the vest off and just go harder? Yeah. And I realized, especially during this quarantine, this has become a really terrible trend. I don't like I mean, when I, you just I, simply agree with me. It scares me. Like something Well, I don't
1: I don't know if it's a trend. I think people are just trying to find more things to do. Right. Like I, I think I think people like don't a lot of them don't have access to a barbell. So like, okay, well I can make this weightlifting because I add a I'm gonna add some load to it. Um and and then it, you know, if if I was gonna just play devil's advocate, there's a lot of people who are trying to get prepped for Murph. That's legit. Even even though, like, we all know that that has already happened, it hasn't actually happened for a lot of gyms yet.
0: Yeah, and and again, and and some of it was I had been seeing it prior to Murph, but I I think I just wanted to really touch upon. And it's like, there's a time and a place for a vest. Like, if you want to develop better strict pull-ups, if you want to, you know, like you said, wearing a vest basically turns any gymnastic movement into a weightlifting movement. You're now Mm -hmm. moving, you know, an additional external load, but I was just having this feeling of people are i don't know if they're this I'm anxious there your opinion is it they're confused like this is harder because I'm wearing a vest, or do you think it's a sabotage meaning they're like i don't I know for me and and this goes back to we've talked about it in the past, but we can talk about it again they, you know. The old school way of doing this was, oh, France 95, well, I'll go 135 and go and go RX plus. I'm like, that's way easier.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Well, so there I think there's two things there. One is the optics of it. It just looks harder, right? If I load the barbell up heavier, it looks harder. Um, and while each rep might be harder, the overall workout isn't necessarily harder. It it doesn't hurt as much. Um, and then we have talked about this before. For some people, I feel like it's getting better, but there's just a fundamental misunderstanding of what intensity not only is by definition, but what intensity really looks and feels like. So Pat Sherwood had this thing years ago when he would, when he, and he, and he's always been this way, which is people fundamentally Undervalue a light barbell, and when I say light barbell, some of you have a number in your head, and I'm telling you that when I say light, it is lighter than whatever the number is that you're thinking in your head.
0: So I'm talking, it's it's a 75 pound,
1: it's 75 pound barbell for dudes, right? That is, most people are like, that's a joke. That's a Randy weight for 75 snatches. So, and and what he was saying is that that weight for most people, for somebody who can who can manage, we're talking about somebody who has got a, a little. A little seasoning on their CrossFit life, if you will. They've been around for a bit, right? 95 is something they can slap on the bar and they can go. There's a fundamental difference for when using a 75 pound barbell. That is largely, yes, there's a there is a factor of you know lactate threshold. That is mental. And his thing was there is a there is a very distinct difference between somebody who puts the bar down because they have to because they physically are required to and somebody who puts a bar down because they mentally have just given up and they don't want to do any more reps right and that is a lot of where you know if you were looking for a visual like that is like how i in my mind look at like intensity intensity takes me right up to that threshold where i don't i don't mentally psychologically want to deal with this anymore
0: so you keep mentioning the word intensity and that's I think when you become a part of seminar staff, because you're around these lectures and definitions for so long, certain words you really cling to. When I hear people use the word like Roz will be like, Oh man, it's hot out, it's intense. I'm like, nope, it's hot out. (laughs) You know? You know, and and I think
1: you you have this inherent desire to correct people.
0: (laughs) Like that's not actually
1: the definition of intensity.
0: Yeah, it's like certain things, it's like I'm sure other people have it in their careers, but it's a word that really means something in our career, and we spent a long time learning the definition. We spent a long time working on a lecture. So, wh- let's can you break it down. De- can,
1: can you still say it?
0: Intensity on the spot is here, bro. All right, let's do it. Intensity is almost always the independent variable most commonly associated with the rate of return of favorable adaptation.
1: You put almost always in there. That's that's an that's an old,
0: old. You know what? I've been called out by Chuck on that numerous times, but I'll give you a quick story. Uh, I took my first level one.
1: I just want to acknowledge that this is you justifying not getting it right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I took my first level one, October, 2007. And then I retook it early 2008 because, and it was after I'd already done my level two, my girlfriend at the time was taking it, uh, in Maine. It was like Dallas Barrow, Maine. Have you talked to her recently? She hit her
1: up in, in COVID times.
0: I did. I, you know, she booted me off her Netflix finally, which was a little disappointing. You?
1: Oh, I have so many jokes right now that I'm gonna hold off on because the times are tense.
0: I was on. I was on her Netflix for probably. We broke up in maybe 2012 or 13. So for almost eight years, it was a good run. by I had it. You
1: are it. so cheap, dude. That is. That is.
0: <laughs> so I had to God. buy my. There was there was a great thing I saw somewhere on the news where somebody was basically doing what I was, and we had talked. Like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a friendly breakup, but it wasn't like a terrible breakup either. So clearly, she knew I, I was on.
1: Listen, I, I like how you're. I like how you're trying to justify using her Netflix because you guys had a conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she knew it. I mean, I don't yeah,
1: know. We I, she sent me a DM, and basically that means it's okay for me to steal your Netflix.
0: No, she has the kind of ex that like every year I'd reach out and say happy birthday. But anyway, I saw somebody was stealing their the Netflix from their ex, and the way they got away with it, you know how you have like those images of like Fern, Jess, you know, yeah. Logan that you each have your own, and they they made one that said settings, and and whoever. Nice. Yeah, so the person was like, "Oh, that's just settings," and then checked it, and then finally realized somebody was mooching off their Netflix. So anyway, I do pay that for was, my own Netflix.
1: I saw somebody else did that, where they made a, they made, like a a screensaver or something like that, that for a Zoom call, and it was just, it was it said like no audio or something like whatever comes up on the screen, or it had like just their name, and like that. So that's how they would just check out during. During Zoom calls, so they didn't have to actually physically be there. They would just turn it on, and it would just be like, like it would be for those you guys can't see it, but it would, it would, it would be like this.
0: Yeah, perfect. (laughs) It would just leave. (laughs) That's that's what I would do if I had to be on too many. You know, I I do that sometimes on these podcasts. But so anyway, and now now I pay for Netflix and I actually give it to my mom. So let's go back to the story. I'm in vallisboro Maine, with my ex, and Todd Winman is giving the CrossFit lecture, beginning of day one. And he gets to the part on intensity and he and he looks up, he's like, Hey, does anybody know the definition of intensity? I put my hand up and rattle off that definition. And him, Sherwood, and I think like EC, a couple other people like turn their heads like, Who the fuck is this guy?
1: They didn't realize You're you're, like, you're a participant.
0: I was a participant. I was just taking it again because I wanted to. Like I had yeah, I took my level one maybe three or four times got it. Hey, paid, paid. Like, cause every time back then it would come near me, one of my coaches would go and I would go again. Yeah. You know, the way they used to do was it was a thousand then it was like Get 500. Cheaper, yeah. yeah. And then it was, so I was like, sure, it's worth 250. I was, and it was truthfully back then it was changing so often that it was worth it. The workouts changed, you know, the lectures, the changed. lectures would
1: change. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, at, at that point, Pat Sherwood was the flow. So coach Glassman wasn't there this time. It, it was, it was interesting. So anyway, we talk about this. Let let let's explain to people because there is that misconception of like, hey, I'm going heavier or hey, I'm wearing a vest. This is more intense. So how do
1: we Maybe, maybe.
0: Well, exactly. It
1: depends it depends, right?
0: So let let's go through it. We we when we define intensity, you know, like I said, you know, and let's break that down. The independent variable, simply meaning, hey, it's the one thing that you can manipulate. If you remember like 10th grade science. It's like an independent variable, something you can manipulate most commonly associated with favorable adaptation. Let's simplify it. And favorable adaptation could be whatever it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So for for some people and for most people, it's like, I want to look better naked. Well, intensity is how you get there. Mm-hmm. I want to drop 20 pounds. I want to improve my blood pressure. I want to decrease my you know, HDL. All of those things are, are can be affected by your intensity now
1: now what does that mean is the question
0: exactly what would you say
1: so well i like to use things that people already know and they can already reference so so we'll just start with the definition first right so we know that the actual so essentially intensity is typically used as a correlate people like oh this is intense and it doesn't have like much meaning In CrossFit, it has actual meaning. And what it means is when we say intensity, what we're talking to is your actual power output. So if we're using, if we're gonna be using it like it's used in the engineering world and mathematics, what we're referring to is force times distance over time equals average power, which is equal to intensity. So intensity is equal to power, which is equal equal to your work divided by how long it takes. So force times distance equals work. So that's what we're referring to. And so knowing that when, we, when, when I kind of talk to people about intensity, what I'll, I'll give them some things that they already understand. And I'll say, if you want to be stronger, we have to continually lift more weight. I have to progressively load the barbell in order to make you stronger, right? If you want to run faster, I have to run faster, which typically means I need to start with shorter distances and run at a faster pace. So I'm constantly, if, I, if I'm talking about managing intensity, I've got three variables I can, I can manage. I can either increase the load or the force, right? I can increase the distance or potentially even shorten the distance, which then would affect time, or I can just do the thing faster, whatever that might be, right? So that's what I typically like to do it. Like, hey, if you wanna run faster, you gotta run faster, it's adjusting the time. If you want to be stronger, you gotta lift more weight, okay? And then the, the distance one kind of depends on whatever the modality is, right? So that one's a little bit more abstract. But I, people generally get it when I say that. It's like, hey, what do we have to do to that barbell if you want to get stronger? Like, I got to put more weight on I'm like, that's intensity. That's how it works. And then the repercussions of that are the things that you are referring to, which is like, hey, I want to have better body composition. Well, that intensity generally leads to those things, right? Uh, combined with like, if we're talking about precision of nutrition and stuff like that. So that's how I would explain it.
0: Yeah, you know, and and like you said, it's force times distance over time. Force times distance is work. So, you know, that's a misconception also. So, for example, force times distance, let's say you're you're competing or moving with someone of equal height and equal weight, and they do the same workout as as you, it doesn't matter the time, you've both accomplished the same amount of work. Now, Mm -hmm. the difference being you and I do Fran, you're doing more work than me. Barbell's 95 but you're moving the bar a further distance and you're doing a further distance on every pull-up. So you've actually done more work if we're getting.
1: Technically. Yeah. If we're going to split hairs about it. Yes. Like we have to factor in limb length and antibiotics and all that stuff. But, but for most people like don't factor that in, it all comes out in the wash.
0: Yeah. And, and now let me be clear about my statement. Going back to that Instagram post, it's not never use a vest because I don't think at this point in 2020, it's smart to say you need to be at your absolute max intensity every day. No. Oh. I think one thing we've learned over the years is going at it too hard too often can lead to overtraining or injury or you know, just general fatigue. So throw a vest on and do it once in a while, but it, too many people are doing it as an excuse to go slower because it doesn't hurt as much.
1: It does. Well, it hurts in a different way. So yeah,
0: not the way that's not the bad way,
1: not the bad say. way. Not, not, I went into the dark place and I can't like psychologically, I can't deal with it. Now, the, the other thing about trying to hammer intensity. And, and again, we could dive into a weird rabbit hole about how, how do I, how do I, how do I dial up intensity that people can't play around? And that's how that, that's variance, right? In your programming. Like there's certain things I just can't go full ham sandwich on. Right. So you, you can play around with it that way. But the other thing about intensity is if, if let's just say I'm not doing, I'm not following programming that has good variance in there, then fundamentally you're going to lose intensity over time anyway. I mean, if we talk about, if we go back at CrossFit.com and they're doing a the three on one off, two on one off or three on one off, three on one off that they've been doing for, I don't know, almost 20 years at this point.
0: That's crazy when you stop and think about that. Wow. It's
1: bonkers. Right. And that and that that equation really hasn't changed because and again, I think I've said this on the podcast Thursday for most gyms is the least attended day.
0: Yeah, it's notoriously every every gym's rest day.
1: Rest day you know the like where, where, where less people yeah like i've always joked to be like hey if you want uh, if you want crickets in your gym and to be in there by yourself heavy day just a heavy day on a thursday and it's yeah. just like ghost town and that's because people can only sustain and when we say people we're talking about general population i'm not talking about these games athletes who can hammer 5 6 days a week i'm talking about the normal person in your gym and i'm talking about even the fit people in your gym right the people who have been there 5 6 years they can only lay the hammer down three days in a row before they are just beat and that's thursday usually for most gyms the highest attended day in the week is monday and then it goes off and then friday's a little good saturday usually people come in like to throw down but that is not it's not random it has nothing to do with people's schedule it has to do with the physiological kind of i don't want to say adaptation but the physiological like devastation that's it's going like on monday through yeah it right? that's going on monday through wednesday and they're just like hey i need a down day so now there's ways you can play around with that where you can dial up things that can't be done within with extremely high intensity to allow people to spread that out but that's why that's why that happens and so you can't get around intensity and people who are chasing you know making it harder are actually doing things that are like, more detrimental to them getting the adaptation that they're looking for, right? If, like, if you want to be stronger, if you, you know, like, spend any time around in, in the powerlifting world or just read some stuff that Louis Simmons, that's why he would modulate the speed days versus the heavy days because neurologically they can't handle 90% three days in a row, right? They're only going to squat heavy once a week, like, heavy, heavy. When I'm talking about like world class weight uh, powerlifters, you're not going to see them doing multiple days in the week right and I, I was fortunate enough to learn that in high school from a guy named Gary Frank who was a world-class powerlifter at the time like they they would all his lifters my sister was one of them they would only squat once a week because that's all the body could handle
0: yeah and I mean physically for sure but even mentally I know when I was doing a starting strength program where I was squatting two or three times a week mentally I was just like I don't want to do that again yeah,
1: I mean, you can't ignore what the, what's going on in, with the CNS with regard to, like, trying to recover from that. So, yeah, people are doing it because it looks harder, and they're doing it under, they're trying to put it under the umbrella of intensity, and that's not really what it is.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't want to also lead people to believe there's never a time and a place. You know, the, the fittest in the world can throw a weight vest on any given Metcon and beat us, but they're the fittest in the world. And For sure. Yeah, I would I would say for a lot of people, like my the example of my buddy, it's like I always used to tell people with going heavier. If you want to try to make this more, you know, challenging, you need to earn it. Like for Fran, for example, you should not think about going heavier. You shouldn't think about doing it with a vest until you, yeah, like get there. Then when you get there, you get to the point where it's like now that becomes stressful. You don't want to do it every time. So now. Do it with one thirty-five. Change it up. Do it with a vest. Change it up. And just it, a bar. Yeah, it just becomes a slightly different workout, more so, so you're not stressed out every time you see the workout friend on the whiteboard.
1: It's gross. I still get. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I I know what the repercussions of that are going to be, like on Pain. my body. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna have like a full, full on meltdown after the and workout.
0: I, and I think for a lot of people, it's. It's not even that you can't go as like there's a there's a point in and and hey like you said earlier, if we look at the numbers, there's a chance you're actually getting more intense with the vest if you are willing to go there. But for a lot of people, they throw the vest on and it's like mentally they check. I wouldn't say they check out, but they're like, "Cool, now I don't have to go as hard."
1: Yeah, I mean you could do the math on it, but let's just say that. So the the point right like if i'm trying to do this correctly would be to add load whether it be weight a weight vest or load on the barbell but only by reducing the time so much right so right. It, it does it does have value but not so but again only if the value allows me to create more intensity within reason so there is like it's I'm not saying you could never do it and have less intensity. It wouldn't be valuable. But if I go from whatever, if I go from, let's just say I can do whatever, anything under three Fran. And then I I either change the load on the barbell or maybe i make it chest to bar pull-ups and then I make it six minutes. I think that was a, that was a miscalculation. But if I can do one of those, pick one doesn't matter. And I can keep it within 60 seconds. Uh, the chest of bar is probably not going to be as much of an increase, but if I change the load on the barbell, I'm almost positive without doing the math that that is going to be a uh, significant increase in intensity.
0: Yeah, and, and for the record, the math would be, you know, force being the weight on the barbell, you know, distance being your center of mass or how far you're moving the barbell and your time. You don't have to get super crazy about like, hey, the distance from, you know, my chin to the bar and all that, but. You, you can just start to, to, to play around. Yeah, I mean, you could numbers. say
1: roughly two feet, you know, or a foot, probably roughly a foot for the pull up and then roughly barbell, we'll call it three to three to three to four feet, depending on the size of the athlete is, is the distance that would move. Right. And I
0: would encourage people to, to try that, to check it out, to say, OK, you know, mess around with Fran, try it at 75, try it at 95, try it at 135, just to see the difference. And and again, time and a play. Hey. 135 in a chest of our Fran is a great workout. It's just not Frank.
1: Exactly. Cause that's not what it was intended before that. This is when we go back to understanding stimulus. Fran is not a 15 minute workout. I mean, for a lot of people, it was cause they didn't know what they were doing. You know, when you first started, like I'm going to, like Todd was saying, he was like, I'm going to go get some water now. I'm going to do these sets and then I'm going to, you know, so I think it's just a misunderstanding, but, and yes if some of it is optics be like look at me i'm doing something hard which whatever again if 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 that's what you're looking for then by all means do that but don't fool yourself and don't let your clients fool themselves into thinking that this is somehow going to make them faster this is so take fran and do the weight vest is no different than this exact scenario so i've trained Plenty of people to try to go to Buds, to try to do different special ops screeners, SEAL Team 6, all that stuff. And running is a big one, whether it's a three-mile, a four-mile, mile-and-a-half, whatever, boots, pants, all that stuff. And a lot of the younger guys specifically will come in, and I'll ask them a question about what is the running volume for a week. And some of them will give me what on uh, on whatever I'm making this up. But like Let's say three or four times they're going for eight to ten miles run. Okay, so then my immediate question is roughly what pace are we running at and I know it's got to be something around the nine to 10 minute if you're putting in that kind of mileage, but right? none of these guys are like marathon runners. Well in buds specifically and we could even go less than that the PRT the seal screener, the PST is a mile and a half what's well, actually a 500 meter um, swim then it's pull ups then it's two minutes push ups sit ups and then it's a mile and a half run. Now, if you want to be even remotely competitive for a program like that, you need to run sub nine, mile and a half, which is not slow. That's
0: okay? about my one mile time.
1: Yeah, probably. Just <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not your fault. You just have short legs. You know?
0: It's hard.
1: Um, so if you were to just reverse engineer that, you're like, well, listen, man, like we need to be running, you know, if we're going to run a six-minute mile, you got to run 90-second 400-meter splits. And then we, you take any of these guys to the track and and we start dialing these up and like track workouts and be like, all right, we're going to run eight, four meter splits. We're going to go one to one work race, uh, work to rest ratio. And they can't hold that split. Even with rest. So then you have to educate them and say, listen, if you can't hold this split, which equals a six minute or nine minute. Right. If I'm going to do a mile and a half. Right. If you can't do it with rest then what the hell makes you think you're going to be able to do that after a 500-meter swim, after pull-ups, after push-ups and sit-ups, and your mouth, you got like cotton mouth, right, because you can't breathe because you've been eating, you know, drinking chlorine water, and you think you're going to go run a nine-minute mile and a half after all of that with anxiety, and you can't do it right now with those splits, so then you have to put the light bulb on people, and they're like, oh, I need to run shorter distances Way harder and like we're gonna start with two hundreds and you need to hold 45 seconds for 10 repeats when you can do that Then we'll bump the distance up and then we'll start playing around with the rest but you're really kind of exposing people to what Intensity is and how it works again like going back to like in you know Intensity is an independent variable most commonly associated with maximizing the rate of return on favorable adaptation or the or the thing that I want to get right like what like that the result well if I want to run faster The first thing I have to do is chop the distances down and I have to be able to get the minimum time on that distance that it would take me to get the end result, right? So six minute mile 4 90 second, 400 meter splits consecutively. So if you can't run a 90 second, 400 meter split, you can't run a a six minute mile. Like it's just not in the cards. So then I have to do it faster than that, right? I have to do it faster than that with some rest. And then I'm going to start pushing those together. Now I'm going to make, okay, now you got to do. 800s at three or less, right? Like one of the most disgusting workouts is, um, is I think it's 10, 10, 800 meter runs with like five miles. Yeah. 10, 10 of these bad boys with like, I can't remember. I have to go back and look at the rest. I think it's three to five minutes rest in between. If you can get, if you can get all of those, but under three minutes, you're talking about somebody with a serious engine.
0: Well, and it's the same reason interval workouts are so hard. I mean, that's an interval workout, but no different than in the CrossFit world where it's like five rounds of XYZ rest two minutes. And whenever I brief something like that at the whiteboard, I'm like, listen, this is going to suck five times, unlike your normal workout, because you're basically doing five individual workouts. Like, yeah. in, you know, most workouts when you're, when you're, you give that final push at the end and your lungs burn, your, your, your heart rate's to the roof once. But on a workout like that with intervals, it's like it happens five different times. I, you know, when, I, when I was first really working on Fran, you know, it's kind of like back then it was like, I want to get a good Fran time. Something I did was I would break it up into six components and be like, I have to go 21 thrusters and I would rest. I have to go my 21 pull-ups unbroken and I would rest. And then eventually, you know, I do 15 and nine, and then I got to the point where I said, okay, I'm going to do my 21 thrusters and pull-ups unbroken and rest. You know, and that, that yeah. was something Nicole Carroll spoke about, too, where she said that's what she did to improve, and I kind of took it from there. And I don't recommend that, but, you know, you're basically doing the same thing. You're breaking up this big, longer workout into smaller components to go unbroken, to increase that intensity.
1: Well, it's, all, it's also worth acknowledging th- these are also the people, typically the people that are throwing in the, the weight vest. We, we all kind of have somebody in mind, right? Like the so-and-so, whatever you want to name them, Bob or Susie. These are also the people that if we're going to talk about some of the things that come up in the open, so if we talk about these, uh, these increasing ladder workouts that have like, uh, you know, you have to basically earn the next four minutes of work. Yeah. These are the people that don't do well there. Because that intensity piece is generally a pretty light barbell, and I've got to go deep into the pain cave, and that's because they're not exposed to that often enough. Now, we again we acknowledge like you can't do that every day because you wouldn't be able to sustain it, and then your intensity would continue to drop off. But if you never touch it, then you're you're also not prepared for it. So, and again, like if you're just acknowledging like, oh, these are the people that really die off in that four minute window, we're going to increase it each time. And then they're three rounds in, they're like cashed out because they're used to putting the bar down either physically or psychologically. They're just like, I just can't deal with this.
0: Those are the worst. I remember the first time it was basically a Fran where it was like the three rounds of 15 Mm -hmm. and you would try to finish it or, or the one where it was, I think it was overhead squats and chest to bar where it would go up by two. Oh, those workouts. Those are some of the best ones that Castro.
1: They're disgusting. They're disgusting.
0: They're disgusting.
1: The Bergeron beep test is another one. Just like that. That's a great one, yeah. How long can you like psychologically hold on to that?
0: And let's, let's mention one thing before we get all, you know, feedback. Obviously, if you're training for your career, be it military, law enforcement, firefighter, throw a vest on, but but, you know, that's where that misconception lies. Well, it's like, I got I to gotta train with it. Yes, you should. But if you train at intensity, you're better prepared for whatever life throws at you. And if you throw that vest on, like we've discussed throughout this, you are most likely decreasing your intensity. So you have to find that balance of training with intensity, but then also training with, you know, the practicality. Yeah.
1: Practicality, right? There is absolutely a time and a place to throw load on the body and just walk right so if you're in the military and you're going to be you know deployed to some super you know turd part of the world you know and 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 your job now entails you wearing you know 20 pounds would be a light kit right 40 to 50 pounds for hours on end then you need to put a weight vest on. You need to have your body become adapted to that so that you don't get crushed in one hour into a five-hour op that requires you to hump in and hump out. That's a real scenario, right? Where I think people blow this is like, I'm going to wear a weight vest for everything, including barbell movements, because we have to think about what the repercussions of that. That changes my silhouette, Right. Like, literally, meaning it path. changes my bar path, right? Now I'm ingraining really poor positions and really poor technique. So, yes, throw a weight vest on, but <laughs> largely I would say that, like, the second I put, you could maybe get away with it with a barbell or a kettlebell or something like that. But the second, excuse me, a dumbbell or a kettlebell, but the second a barbell comes into the equation, you should not be doing that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're changing the path of the clean, the snatch, and, and even a deadlift. So, Certainly. I just didn't want to not touch on that before we wrap this up. But the point is, you know, Pat, and Pat Sherwood, like you mentioned earlier, is one of the people I think about when we, when we talk like this, he said the same thing about EMOMs, you know, like if you're doing an EMOM, you're just trying to not work too hard. And I think, I think it's true. And, and maybe the, the old adage of you need it every day is kind of obsolete, but two to three days a week of your training needs to probably two you know, at that maximal intensity, the rest of the days you need to be going hard, but, but. Well, again, like it, hard
1: is relative to the, to the task at hand. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. So like it, 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 intense could be, if I'm just doing, um, I don't know, some gymnastics skills, if I'm doing slips, that can be intense in a whole different in a whole different realm versus running, versus a heavy barbell, versus a five to eight minute Metcon. Again, variance is a way that you can really start to limit the amount of intensity that somebody could dose themselves with on a daily basis. If I program it correctly, I simply don't allow people to just smash themselves. It's a a built-in limiter, right?
0: Sorry, my dogs are going crazy today. There must be something <clears throat> going on outside. I'm sorry about this. I'll go I'm outside. Very, don't I'm go very unprofessional. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous out there. <laughs> they don't know that Corona is out there. So anyway, let's um let us let, wrap that up. But I think I just wanted to make the point that hey, what I was saying is, don't add weight, don't add a vest as an excuse to go easy. That's
1: it. Yeah, and and I'll I'll like I'll again I'll go. I'll play devil's advocate. I also don't think, as a gym owner, you need to go around scolding people who are wearing vests. I agree. sometimes, sometimes, just let those people wear a vest.
0: That that's it's, that's a great funny. point. And, and you know, I wasn't putting it out there as a box owner. I wasn't. I guess I assume I'm always putting it out there as a coach because that's what I am. But you absolutely, I think, box owners, if you're listening. Let your members have the best hour of their day, and if that means they're going to throw a vest on and go a little slower, hey, it's better than the alternative of being like me and just going for eight, eight mile walks every day. Yeah,
1: there, there needs to be as a coach, and this is where you can have a little bit of empathy and, and you can play you, you can practice a little situational awareness. if If we're talking about an athlete or somebody who's legitimately trying to maximize their fitness then we need to do a series of education about why this is dumb. Right. If I'm just got a plain Jane, plain Joe in my gym who comes in and decides that throwing on a vest is going to somehow improve their mental health because they just need to do it that way. Help them put the damn vest on.
0: (laughs) I like it, Fern. You know what I I mean? I like it. Good way to, good way to end that. Help them put the vest on. So Anyway, I think that was a great chat about intensity. Um, that's really it. Any anything to add about that?
1: No, I miss you. No, I don't really miss you.
0: <laughs> How, the box is doing well. Everything's open. Crushing it, man.
1: Life is good. You know, I mean, it's just a weird time. We don't need to go there, but it's just a weird time.
0: We're gonna talk to Todd about working a level one this past weekend on the next episode. You know, he worked a level one and. And said it, you know, it was a different feel. So I'm anxious to hear about that. But but yeah, for I'll this episode Cassidy about it too, he did one too. Well, have him hop on if he wants. But but for this episode, I think we did a great job. If if you're listening and you have questions on intensity, if you don't like what we just said, if you have feedback, if you don't like it, directed at Fern. If it was positive, yeah, send him shoot my it way. Over, Shoot it over to me. All right, Fern. We're out. See ya. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com, or send us a DM over on Instagram, at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community And you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.